So hello and welcome to Say a Spotlight. We're your host Jake, Matt, and today we have our first ever guest with us, Luke Mintoff. Thanks for the introduction, guys, and I'm happy to be here and uh, hope for a good one. Happy to have you, brother. Happy to have you. It was Jake's idea initially. So you were completely against this. I was totally against it, bro. Totally against it. Was it gonna jeopardize the whole podcast? Yeah. Um. No. Was that your fear? That was my my fear is that you're smarter and greater than me. Meant. So you're afraid. I'm always afraid you're of you. Afraid. Always afraid of you. We'll see what we'll see what <laughs> what happens. Um, fun fact: Mentov's the only Saswala fan in Malta. <laughs> Maybe in the world as well. Maybe in the world as well. Um, we'll be talking about our trip. But please, guys, make sure you follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at Syria Spotlight. And we'll be posting a few videos and pictures from our trip. I think you'll you like them. One this that is, you've already heard in the in the intro, of course. Mm-hmm. This is episode eight, by the way, guys, because we, we forgot to point it out totally, but this is episode eight. Um, but yes, for those of you that don't know, we actually got a flight to Bologna recently and we watched Sassuolo and the Mape Stadium losing 2-1 to Inter. We obviously needed to make the numbers up for Sassuolo because absolutely no fans whatsoever at the Mape, man. I mean, not no fans. I can't believe that. But they, they, they were spread out quite well. They were spread... I thought and I was at the San Siro, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> to be honestly fair, there was the, the South side. The, the South side? Four had, the, had fans. The five guys with the flag. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> man. Come on, there must have been 50 people there. There were at least a K in, in there their were, fans. There were, there were, I'd say like... Proportionally, it was like 100 Sassuolo fans. Uh, probably. Like a thousand probably. Fans. Probably. We were surrounded from beginning to end. I remember us arriving at the stadium and I took a video. There are a lot of Inter shirts in the video. And I'm like, all right, some Sassuolo shirts as well, obviously, because Sassuolo are home. But I realized I was filming you guys and there was absolutely no one else wearing a Sassuolo kit on, on our way and all of them were in there. The bathroom was terrifying. Oh my <laughs> god. Sassuolo kit, everyone around you, you wandered up at half I have to say though, I think we can all agree that the Inter fans were fucking friendly as shit. They, right? were, they were nicer yeah. than I thought, to be honest. I was expecting more of a hostile environment. Uh, definitely. And, and for the most part, apart from. Perhaps they need to calm down when I freaked out when, they, when I just scored. <laughs> they were okay. Yeah, tranquilo, tranquilo. Tranquilo, tranquilo. No, they were. Do that, like, you'll see. Like, there's plenty I of know, time. I know, I they, know. They, they knew, man. They foreshadowed the win. We had to, I, I think we, we took the best approach we could with them. I think we instantly showed our submissive sides. We're like, oh my God, so many of you. <laughs> I like making friends with everyone near us. You, you I were think very outgoing, yeah? I, I had I to be. I was hostile, man. I'm not gonna shake it into Firstly, that. firstly. Yeah, the sales phase out. Firstly, I was fucking smashed on the stadium. That's something we need to address. That that trip to the bars and the trip in the woods as well didn't exactly do great things for my confidence. I was all over the place, man. You were, man, but you, you know, you composed yourself quite well. No, so my ego to like was you. too big, man. I was making they friends with them. They gave you a hat at the end, man. They did. Have. They did. I, I realized you're the, you were the only actual Sassuolo yeah, fan, and man. none of us are nice enough to say, you know what, meant. They <laughs> come, bro. It's fine. You know, I was half expecting the hat, but as soon as you both took the took the bag and just, it just left. I we'll like, trade. We'll trade a hat and a keychain for the mic. We can do that. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take that trade, man. But I wanted to keep on for the studio, to be honest, because I considered giving it to you, but. 
Uh, I'll give him my half a thousand tats. It's fair enough. I'll wear the tats every time Brady scores, man. Yeah, well, you're gonna be so, wearing so seven it. times. The game. <laughs> <laughs> he scored three goals. Yeah, no, he didn't get ten. Definitely. I think this will be the the season he scores the most goals. Memo. You know, the, his highest scoring season. I don't know. I think it's fifteen, but don't. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't be more than fifteen. I I don't see him being a twenty goal a season kind of guy. First, he plays no, on the right wing, obviously. For, for, for sure. I think it's. It must be something like fifteen, no? Yeah, I mean, Gavor take six, seven penalties. Probably ten for Harley. Totally is seventeen. Seventeen. That's fucking good. That's when? pretty uh, lit. Twenty-eight, twenty-one. Oh. Okay. Last season, Last Jesus. Season, yes. Wow. He scored 17 goals last season. That's yeah, fucking crazy. Oh my god, I think Tonna had him. Oh, I think Tonna. Shout out Tonna, Tonna. That's brilliant. Alright, so let's get into this, man. So the game. The game. First goal, Berardi from the penalty spot. Lit. We're ecstatic. Yeah. I mean, apart from the fact that he scored and everything, I would definitely say that Sassuolo were playing better up mm. until that point. Yeah, for sure. And, and they, they were hungry for it. Boga was causing insane trouble. Yep. And something I really liked seeing in the game particularly. I mean, this season he was... He's been okay, but just okay. Mm. And I think this game he was really ready for it. And the amount of trouble he made down the left flank and then cutting in, albeit there were times where I was screaming yeah. for him to pass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 100%. But also in his defense, I think, and that's something I want to talk about later, there is not really someone to pass to. Yes. Okay. So, that's so, apart from that, I think he just played well, and in the first half, he really caused trouble for players that I didn't mm-hmm. expect him to cause trouble to, like Skriniar and Debris. Yeah. Um, so he was he was troublesome. Um, to be honest, even Defrel, I don't particularly like him, mm-hmm. but he, his touch was good, and he, he laid off the ball well, and he tried to build up things. Yeah, he's almost finishing. His end product. But. But yes, I think I think up until that point they were definitely okay. Inter had moments where mm. they, you know I think at the very beginning of the game Inter almost scored. They did yeah. um, from 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 an inside shot like in six yard box or something. Yeah, like I think that. I think Consiglia had a good save towards yes. the beginning of the game. And definitely. even before that, Barella had almost scored as well. Yeah, but those right two, on the edge of the area. Yeah, uh-huh. but those two moments were like probably the only highlights of the first half for Inter, and then Sassuolo turned on. Uh, Fratese wasn't losing the ball anymore, exactly. and um, generally, I think the team was quite composed. Maxime Lopez was Maxime quite Lopez yeah, he was, was he was he was the best player on the pitch for Sassuolo. I can I you can think, confirm think so? that. I think so. I think he controlled the game for Sassuolo, and I think he was as good off the ball as he was on the ball. I would say even Ferrari. fucking Kirikas was decent. He, was already, but again, uh, yeah, he made some mistakes, know. man, which which you can't give him another match award to because of that. Um, I think I'd go for Rogerio, man. Rogerio. was causing all sorts. Okay. He was causing all sorts and okay. linking up really well with Boga, dude. Yeah, he was and, good. And they, they, they were causing some trouble. He was good, but I think... I think but even Lopez got a standing ovation at the end of the game as well. He did. He was super. And the way he, the way he was like... That, that off-the-ball work where he was making runs mm. and opening up the play, getting it from defense, carrying mm. it forward, giving it to Boga. Yeah. I think generally, yeah, he did, he did a very good. But man of the match in general must have been Zeko, no? For, for he sure. came on and he changed the game. It, 
He was he came on exactly. In uh, I think Sassuolo were better when Defrel was on the pitch, and I'm ashamed to say that almost. But then Inter were much much better when they got Chalanoglu out, and they they also brought Zerko on up front. Yeah. That that changed the entire the game for them. Demarco was really good. Off. He was booed <laughs> off, man. <laughs> I, I wonder if the cameras would have picked picked that up. For sure, mm. we, we heard this. It, it, was, it was jeers towards Chalanoglu. And frustration, like the guy next to me was gonna pop a vein. Bro, the guy, <laughs> the guy next to you was gonna pop a vein an hour before the game started. I don't know what the hell was wrong with him, man. It's that constant okay. purple vein. Assembly, you know? <laughs> Something which brought me so much joy was they were so overconfident before mm-hmm. this game started. Yeah. And then those, there were those two moments where Inter almost scored. And after that, man, I could start to see that people were getting frustrated mm. and slightly scared. Yeah. yeah. And I was getting yeah. joy out of it. Mm. <laughs> you become a sadist. I was, I was. But how weird is the is the setup? I'm gonna deviate a bit from the goal scorers and the game, but how weird is the setup of the Mape Stadium? So for those of you that don't know, Sassuolo is a tiny ass city in Emilia Romagna, just really close to Bologna. Their stadium, on the other hand, is all the way up in Modena. What's going on here, huh? Well, I mean, probably since they've been in Serie B for so long yeah. and they didn't need a stadium for the fan base. I mean, it's something that um, I was discussing with somebody off Reddit uh, who was who's a Sassuolo fan and he told me that, that basically they've been, they've been just newly promoted six years ago and there was never really that strong a following mm. and other, other people from this region have probably been fans with Inter or, or Modena yeah. for a long period of time so the stadium is probably the best place and the closest place that they can get mm-hmm. apart from the fact that the Mape Stadium is um, the main sponsor of Sassuolo uh, yeah. of course that's why the, you know, the kit has the Mape yeah. sponsor <laughs> on it so I'd assume that's probably the main reason of course you're right though it, it's, it's not the best and yeah. probably a reason why as we alluded to at the beginning there aren't many fans in the stadium. Do you think it will get better? I mean, I definitely have to go again um, during, whether it's this year or next, hopefully this year, and see a game, per- perhaps... Like a derby or something? Not even if it's a derby, maybe it's a smaller team. Whether it's like, I don't know, Udinese or, or I don't know, Bologna or Genoa, and see if more fans come out. Yeah. Perhaps, you know, due to, due to it being a late game, and it being Inter, so I'm assuming most Inter fans bought tickets yeah. in advance for a game they wanted to see a good scoring game in. Mm-hmm. They probably bought a lot. But who wouldn't want to go see their team against that's the something, That's something. I, that's something. That's which... that's my that's my concern because I'm not concerned about the amount of Inter fans that were there because mm-hmm. like like Mintoff yeah, said, are. you brought up a good point. I mean, if your team, if you live in Modena, your team, which could be Sassuolo, I don't know, um, aren't performing well for a number of seasons and they're stuck in Serie but I'm going to find a top tier sure. team and I'm going to start supporting them you know what to give me some to give me some fucking entertainment <laughs> so a bunch of them supported Inter those of them turned up but Sassuolo fans if they're not turning up for an Inter game which is a bit of a derby in itself fucking which game are you going to turn up for exactly mm, yes. maybe the Bologna one mm, maybe probably um, actually the rivalry is against uh, Modena Modena mm. who the fuck where are they there 
<laughs> uh, but anyway, I'll never forget the nod of approval the only other guy in Asasuolo kid gave us before the game. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> like, I was like, fuck yeah. yeah there, were, there were a couple in Arno as well. The guy with the small afro and his family. Oh. Those were also Asasuolo fans. And the guy who like, didn't make a sound who was on his own toilet. Yeah. Yeah. With, with the bandana. <laughs> exactly. I, I want to be that guy next time. Dude. <laughs> if we go again, I'm fucking wearing a bandana. And I'm gonna have a fucking variety again <laughs> and scream at the top of my voice. You remember, it set the tone when, when we were going into the Mape Stadium. Um, obviously, we got we got a little bit searched and that old fucking idiot told us to remove our lighters. And we're stupid, we're like, yeah, we smoke. He's like, okay, then throw your lighters out. We're fucking dumb. Um, so we threw our lighters out, we went in, and then um, you had a Bologna shirt in a, your bag. I had a Bologna shirt and the Bologna hat in my bag. Yeah. I, I collect them. So you told the security guy, listen, I have these shirts. It's it's not to stir shit up, basically. I just bought them from the store because because I follow every team. And he's like, that's ah, fine, I'm an Inter fan. Like, <laughs> Even the staff. <laughs> Even the staff supported Inter. To your question, though, whether it can improve, I think short term, probably no. Yeah. And I think probably they're at the maximum fan base that they can reach right now because mind you the city as, as we just said it being quite small there's only 40,000 people mm. so how many fans of Sassuolo can there really be it's like yeah. what 40% 40, actually like football they like, need European football they need they need European football and they need to start performing well in the league and keep playing the football they're playing I think that no matter where they end up the season if they play the attractive football which of course got me to like watching them then I think they'll get fans. Um, because they, you know, they almost caused an upset against Inter, they almost caused an upset against Roma, and the games where they didn't win, apart from the Torino game, I'd say they could have won them. Um, this season, fun, well, not so literally a fun fact, they've, they've won two, drawn one, and lost four. Um, compared to the Zerbi's um, first seven games in, in, in power, charge which was four wins two defeats and one draw oh, yeah, um, so it's almost like a direct opposite of, yeah. of how things started yeah. um, hopefully they can grow grow into him you know because looking at for example 14th and 15th place Sassuolo and 14th they have seven points and if you look at them you look at the way they play they look like they had a good start this season and same with Sampdoria who, who are, are under them six points Sampdoria you're going to tell me Sampdoria had a bad start like, yeah, a fantastic start yeah but again, the points don't reflect it, and that's the problem. But they've shipped a lot of goals lately, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Um, Sassuolo, you're saying, or, or Sampdoria. Sampdoria. Sampdoria yeah. they, they shipped four against Napoli, no? Yeah. Uh, and they, they shipped three against Juve, no? Uh, yes, they did. Mm. I mean, that's seven goals in two games. Of course, mm. it's against teams you expect them to ship goals in. Yeah. But at the start of the season, where you guys were praising them quite a lot, things have changed slightly. However, I have to give them respect for the way they played against Udinese. Yeah. They 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 played. That's a game I really didn't expect them to win based on how Udinese yeah. was playing. Yeah. So I think but Sampdoria deserve the praise that they're getting. Man, I think they had one of the the toughest opening couple fixtures in the league, and I think they did a great job. Man, I know they they got their first result pretty pretty recent, um, but they're performing really well. Man, I think they're they're proving decisive now in in every in every position, in every, like, you know, defense, midfield, attack, their goalkeeper. I think they're very good all around, Sampdoria, and it's... Midfield, well, sorry to interrupt you, but midfield, 
Do you consider Kondreva midfielder? I consider Kondreva to be the midfielder in the 4-4-2. Kondreva is all over the place, man, but yes. Kondreva from that midfield, I don't think is that good. I mean, they have a combination of different things. I don't think, for example, Adrian Silva is that good. I think Thorsby, when he's fully fit and motivated, is okay. He is okay. I think Yankto is a big loss for them. Yankto is extremely, um, extremely significant. Yeah. Um, he, was, he was a menace down the left. Yeah, I, uh, so. I think he was fantastic. Damsgaard's a hot talent, but he very is. streaky. Yeah, he's not the player everyone thinks he is because of the Euros, basically. Yeah. A bit overrated. No, there was a bit there was a bit of hype going in, obviously, because of because of the Euros. Um, but he was much better last season as well. I don't know. I don't really know what's going on with him. I don't want to say he's overconfident because he doesn't look confident at all when he's on the pitch. I'm afraid. I mean, I just think that. As you said, they haven't had the easiest of fixtures. I, I was going to say that Sassuolo have had the hardest seven, I'd say. With it being Atalanta, Roma, Inter, Torino. Okay, Salernitana was the game they should have won. And then um, and then Sampdoria but, and Hellas. But that's a pretty hard mm. uh, run of fixtures. But probably those two have had the hardest of them all. Um, but that being said about Damsgaard, I think that's perhaps why he hasn't been showing his skills too much and I think as the season goes on we might start to see more of him yeah. because he is a good player and I think he just needs to gain a little bit more confidence and perhaps this rest might show because mm. uh, to be honest apart from this rest that players have had and those who haven't gone for international break I think Damsgaard might have actually gone um, for the for the Danish mm. games um, they haven't really had that much of a break this season mm. You know, mm-hmm. so they might. Some of them might still be tired. Mm-hmm. The season started quite early. World Cup, two weeks preseason. So, mm-hmm. so essentially, they had two weeks break. Not too so many Serie A players were there, man. At the Euros, not so too. Not, not, not there yeah. were many. Yeah. There were many. Yeah. Not to forget as well. Four four two is a very difficult fucking. Being a left midfielder in a four four two is a very difficult position to play. It's not a four three three where you find yourself closer to goal. You're sectioned. Um, towards the offensive part of the game, this guy contributes. He's he's covering Augello and Augello goes forward. He's overlapping him. He's running up and down the flank. He, he's a young guy. He you know what I mean. He's only just breaking out onto the scene. Four four two is a very difficult for um uh, position to play. And I think Kandreva like has experience over there. And obviously they're worlds apart this season. Yeah, um, I think he has to get used to managing his energy. Yeah. Especially when it comes to the, the defensive contribution. Mm. Um, but anyway, I think we should move on to the next point. We have who is the next Atalanta? Or who can be the next Atalanta, rather? So when you ask this question, when you say the next Atalanta, is that just a team that kind of comes out of nowhere and cements themselves in the top four? Or is it a team that got promoted north? 10 years ago and you know I'm talking about a team that can come up from maybe the lower ranks or a team that has come up from the lower ranks and can continue to progress to the point of being a European steady Eddie basically Mm -hmm. Uh, it's it's such a tough one so I mean originally when when I saw this question I thought Fiorentina but now I don't think they apply for this question because they have a rich history they've been in Serie A so I'm considering a team that has come up to ranks I think team we were just talking about, Sampdoria have a very good shout for being that team. The only reason I would say no 
is because, for example, Kandreev and Qualiarella, by the time the team improves significantly, they'd be out of the picture because they're getting much older now. But do they focus on young talent? I don't think their model is there. They I don't think. Play. I don't think they do. It's about quick fixes, kind yeah. of. Yeah. Well, look, look who's Chaputo. Yeah. 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 So we're all about quick fix. Let's stay in the middle of the table. And not yeah. make our fans completely hate us, you know, because we have a good result every Don't year. Don't be a so, general. Don't be a general, yeah. exactly. So I would say to answer to answer this question, man, it's a, it's a really tough one. It's a really tough You want to go first? Do you have one? <laughs> I have one. Let's I, go. I actually have like a, a bit of a... I hope it's going to be summarized. <laughs> Theory behind it. Let's go. I'm going with Torino. Torino. Although they, ha- although perhaps they might not be the perfect example of an Atalanta coming from the yeah. bottom and then coming up, but it's been ages since they've won the league. Yeah. The last time they won the league was in the forties or the fifties. Um, that being said, uh, the biggest reason why I think that is just like Atalanta, they have a fantastic manager, mm. and. I really hype this guy, probably a bit too much, but I think Juric is a great manager. Fantastic, and I have nothing but love for the guy because of the fact that he created such a strong team in Verona, which essentially didn't have that great a team. Yeah. Um, Okay, they had a good goalkeeper, which helps, definitely. They they had a solid backline with Faraoni, um, Gunter, um, who else is, who else is Lovato was amazing with Lovato them Lovato and he moved yes yeah, to Atalanta but then you know they had Lazovic the guy whose name I can never pronounce Cecheroni uh, they had a Veloso in and out of the team yeah. they had a Barak Tameza who I, who I really like Tameza was good I mean but you know these they guys had Zakani they, as well they had Zakani yeah. yes they have but this team should be nowhere near that's top true. 7 that's yeah. what I wanted to say yeah. Yeah. So, so with that being said um, that's why I really praise the guy for what he did with that team because I think he definitely overachieved. Mm-hmm. Um, fun fact: he almost had even goals conceded to even goals scored. Ninety-seven goals scored to one hundred three goals conceded. Oh, wow. okay. not, bad uh, not bad at all for a Verona team. Yeah, um, who hasn't been there for long. No. Exactly. So um, that's why I say that's what that's why my thesis is built around him, and and he left Verona as you had pointed out some episodes ago, because of the fact that the project wasn't long-term. Yeah. And, you know, he was very upset. I don't know whether we spoke about this on the trip itself or we did that or thing. whether we spoke about this some other time, but he left, he was unhappy rather than he left because of the fact that they kind of let DeMarco go. Yes, exactly. And, um, you know, he they didn't had want an option and they didn't... And he, they didn't, didn't want to get exactly. him and he was like, why should I develop someone as a player? Exactly. And right, so, man, that, you have to have balls to say that. In fact, there is Pobega now at Torino on a dry loan and he wants to redeem him. He wants to basically give everything to get him. Like. Probably he must really like him. This is what I like about you. He sees a guy and he keeps it. Like he brought in Illich, who I have. He's, so, he's yeah. fantastic, man. I, I agree. I can't believe that he's just let him go like that. He's a young player, no? He's, oh, fat, he's a 21? 21. Um, so, Torino, mainly behind the, the coach, because as I think Atalanta, without Gasparini as an Atalanta, mm-hmm. he built a fantastic team over years. He had a system which works, um, mainly due to the fact that he has such strong fullbacks. Um, and not only that, he has good deployment from the bench in yeah. the fullback positions. So essentially, you have two wingers, two wingers slash defenders. For the whole game, whether it's them or the guys who replace them, 
constantly pressuring the opposition. Yeah. Yeah. So you basically, as the, as the open as the opponent, have to find a way against such a, such an overloading amount of of pressure from the sides, mm-hmm. which is probably hard to sustain. Mm-hmm. Hard to sustain stamina wise, and also uh, um, you know structurally keeping your keeping your defensive line as as a whole without going offside and so on. Yeah. Or without playing them on site. What about financially, though, Mint? Do you that's think that they could? That's Tyro, a whole different debate, and then they're losing Balotti on a free. This is this is something which I have also pointed out, and it's really good you mentioned that. Um, that's something which might affect them because Cairo and the team, well, the 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 company who basically own Torino are. Um, UT Communications, okay. which is owned by Cairo, mm. uh, and financially they aren't extremely strong. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, UT Communications last quarter only turned in around 20, 15, 20 million, which isn't amazing. It's not. For, uh, for, it's for okay. To own a football team. But to own a football team, it's, you know, it's boring. Yeah. I mean, to me, it feels like even this season, I think they get a lot of business sorted through loans, for example. And I don't know if I see 100% longevity in their team. I, I really hope that, you know, Dionisi manages to take them that far. But in order for Torino... Oh, my bad, sorry. <laughs> in order for Juric to get them that far, it, it's going to take years and it's going to take a long-ass project. And they kind of need to start investing in the future a little bit more, I think, if we're going to see them there. But we've seen, to be honest, they, they, they did brought in a few And they're young. Zima, exactly. Zima, although he's on loan, but with the obligation to buy, which I believe is already in contention or might have already happened, um, and for something like five million, he is a fantastic centre back for them. Mm. Um, he's really no, really like he's seriously under the radar. That guy. Yeah. Um, I watched him thanks to a friend of mine. He, he he brought his attention to me, and I can say that he's quite solid and he's got great stamina and he 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 covers really well, as especially tracking back, and he barely lets the players you know um, who are of course attacking him do anything uh, dangerous so I really like the way he covers the ball and essentially how he also manages he, he actually got an assist in his first game okay. uh, against Arantano. Um but apart from that okay yes they don't maybe they're not so strong financially and Berlotti leaving could be catastrophic in mm. a sense but Kenneth they've done so without him he's barely he hasn't played this season no, no I, I agree I think they've done I think they've done bits with Sanabria up front personally I, I really like them I don't see Sanabria. him as the long term solution but they have with mm. uh, especially now that Belotti's um, you know, back of course is going to replace him um, which might affect then Sanabria's form going forward once maybe Belotti is off form or he comes off the bench but there are other players with the obligation to buy, like Brekalo, mm. who I, I really like. He's, He's fantastic. He, he made some trouble against Juve. Um, had they had they had Belotti in that game, I see them scoring. Yeah. Um, because Sanabria wasn't there. Um, About losing Belotti on a free. Mm. Um, I think they can look at the Belotti story as a successful one, you know, because think about it. If he hadn't been there, in the last two or three years, go, they go down. They right? go down. They yeah. go down. They do. Yeah. They kind of used him up to his yeah. potential they, up until you know 28, 29. Exactly, and then they they didn't. They chose to keep him. He kept them up. They lose him for. Yeah, a that's value so you though. Can't have your cake and eat it too. There yeah. was speculation he was going to Fiorentina last year. 
last year. Mm, that, could, no, that could very much. But Cairo just rejects every offer. That's what scares me about that guy. He doesn't like spending. You think money. he's impulsive? I think he's. You know, he 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 wants to get the best bargain possible for himself constantly. You know, he's, he's a businessman at the end of the day. He is, he but is. he did miss out on getting seventy million for Bellatini's prime. Mm. Seventy million and two players, Palatan Young from Milan. That was the highest offer for him. Yeah. Um, he's had offers from so many teams. Um, there were 40 million offers and 20 million offers. They gradually went down. Because he actually just wanted to keep Bellotti, Could be, could be. If they did that, but they could have done the whole... They could have taken the whole Tottenham approach when they sold Bale, for example. They have 100 million to their disposal, in this case, 70 million and two, two brand new players, um, including at the time a promising Niang, mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah, yeah he was. Um, they, they could have rebuilt a team. They bought Lamella and they did Jack <laughs> Hey, yeah. they had top four a couple of times. Yeah. Um, Jake, who do you think would be the next Atalanta? I have an interesting one. Um, you, you're going to laugh, of course. Um, Spal, man. Spal. Spal. Spal apparently are following and their, wow. their president has said that they are following the Atalanta model. They buy young talent, they develop them. In fact, they brought in a guy called Demba Sek who's a forward um, and the owner of the club wanted to sell him for about 4 million when he started playing okay. but the manager told him like please um, keep this guy in 2-3 years time he'll be worth triple that and they, they decided to hold on to him and he has been very good for them since um, they have Massimo Tarantino a new sporting huh. director from Roma who apparently focuses a lot of his time on young talent so potentially who knows in 10 20 years they could be mm. up there they could be Serie A regulars they have some experience in Serie A as well Spal are a team that are constantly back and forth up and in down, Serie A mm. Lorenzo Colombo's there he's playing incredibly yeah. I sent you a you sent me a, yeah, a compilation video it's fantastic man yeah. I mean of course it's Serie A B so different league but yeah. the way things he does his shot, size as well his shot is insane like, it's, it's seriously dangerous mm. I'm very excited about him. He's on a dry loan though. So, Spal, you see them as the, the new Atalanta. Of course, because of the fact that they're, they're trying to model themselves over it and they have some nice young talent. Um, and new owners, I believe, as well. Um, don't quote me on that. I'll check, but you can keep making your point. No, I'm, I'm just curious why them, because... They're I mean, 14th this season in Serie A. But it's, a, it's always going to be a long-term well, yeah, project. I, I don't really worry about where they are right now. Mm-hmm. I, I just... Uh, financially, man. I mean, the, th- the signings they made last season. I mean, they had wasn't in Bonifazi. Yeah, <laughs> no, for sure. But that's like... And, you know, I mean... Yeah. The way, the, the way they handled the, the Petania thing was... And he was rather lame. Was I'm it? Sure. They they cashed it. No, Napoli. I mean, they were going down. They cashed in, okay, but why give away probably your best player? But they've had they have a new management since then. Um, Joe Tacopina is the current manager. Sorry. Uh, no wait, no, he's the chairman. Exactly, he's an American chairman. American. Uh, yeah, yeah, one of the many oh. American investors in Italy. Good to and see. the current manager is the Spanish Pep Clotet, who I know nothing about. <laughs> Interesting. Pep Clotet. Ah, he's managed in La Liga. Pretty cool. And Birmingham City as an assistant manager and then as a main manager for Birmingham. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be really cheeky with my answer. Go I'm gonna be really cheeky and I know you're gonna jump on me, but I'm ready. I'm prepared. I'm mm. gonna say Roma will be the Roma. next Atalanta. But how can you say they are already? Mm. They are already. They're, they're above. Yeah. They're above. What the Conference League team? You're saying? Well, when what was their best? What was their highest finish in the last five years? 
fourth. Yeah. Second. No, last five years. It could be second. Now they had that year. No, that was Spalletti. surely that was more than five years ago. That De Francesco for a long time. They had, had to uh, be. Yes. Fonseca as well. Didn't he do quite well in his first season? He did, he did. But I think it was just a top four finish, yes. But no, nothing more. So top four? Yeah. Basically top four. Also. Yeah, but so that's cement themselves that's just like Atalanta have. I mean, Maybe. but they're the established though. They have, you know, they're a well yeah, team. They have a rich history, have but but that's all there is to it. What, what, what is their recent success? There's absolutely no recent success. you could make the same job for Milan. You could, man. You could as well. Milan could very much be the next Atalanta. I get his point in a yeah. sense that they're so down the gutter, Roma. Yeah, they have been. Oh. History, you know, with players like Totti and Montella and so on, who, and Batistuta, you know. Yeah. Now they're like, we have Tammy Abrams. It was great as well. I mean, I'm not trying to shit on him, but I mean, you know, it's different. It's not what they're used to. But but they're but they're already a team who've achieved. Yeah. So maybe this is so okay, I get the point about it, but if you had to choose perhaps somebody else. Someone that doesn't have any decent history, like who wants to be there. Who hasn't been in Champions League regular. Okay. Okay, um, so I would say... Blah, blah, blah. To be honest, your Fiorentina pick, I don't mind. Yeah, it's, it's better. I, I prefer that Roma. than you saying Roma. Because Fiorentina, it's been ages since they've been. Yeah. You could make a case for Bologna. No. You could you could make a case but for... by young players, man. They always have these young players that they, they develop. They get, they get relegated soon. <laughs> Whether it's the season or soon. I don't think so. They get relegated, man. I don't think they get they have, they have quite a few young good they players do, and man. a few solid ones as well that can be of service now. There's, there's such a streaky team. Man. They are streaky. They go into a bad streak, dude, and they lose a couple of, ba- of valuable players. They go down, man, I'm telling you. Because of the fact that they're managed by a manager I don't particularly like, but, you know, things can change, of course. Still. I, I they just, have a new sporting director coming in. You, you mentioned about yeah. I mean, hopefully, because the last one felt like he was a failure. And, and, uh, <laughs> that's never a good thing. That's never a good thing. But I don't, I, I don't see Bologna. But what do you think of Udinese, for example? That's a nice we shot. know We know that they, you know, their owners aren't exactly poor people. They own Watford as well. Yeah. There's always a bit of interesting so business. I don't going see on. them as ambitious. No, no. Still happy being in the ten. I see them. They're happy having a team in Serie A and a team in. The We've seen them pushing, and Alexis Sanchez's days. They, they were pushing. Signings, man. They do make weird and signings. It's true. Yeah, I, they, was, they I watched them. their game in Sampdoria. I was like, who are who? Yeah. Why How much? Sophie on the Some fucking Sophie. How much money did they even end up making on the poll? Um, forty. Forty million? Have Perhaps. they? They haven't really cashed in on that, have they? I have mean, they? I think that's the best. Probably Watford have spent that money actually. <laughs> <laughs> Probably Watford. That. I think that's the best they could have gotten. To be honest, yeah. From him, he's not that young. He's like what, twenty-eight? Yeah, uh, he's he's around something like that. Um, but we've seen Udinese kind of pushing up as well back in the day. Um, they had quite a good team, man. I remember. Yeah, I remember Alexis Sanchez being being on their team, yeah. banging in goals every season, twenty goals. Yeah. Bruno Fernandes. Bruno Fernandes. Bruno, Bruno. Um, shall we move on to the next topic? Um, I just wanted to make a side point. I know. I mean, just to slightly go back to, to, to Sassuolo, really. And um, to mention just a couple of things which I maybe 
didn't have the opportunity to, to mention at the beginning, which was, which are, sorry, um, their way forward. Mm. Um, especially compa- compared to last year, where it's what got me into them so much. Um, with players, of course, Berardi is going to be my favorite. Um, but apart from that, Locatelli, Caputo, um, I like Consigli, I like Boga. Um, but Djuric uh, as well. But they've lost two. They've lost two gems. Mm. Um, and I think that that's really affected. I think, of course, they lost Caputo when they didn't lose him. Actually, they needed him to, to balance out the books because mm-hmm. they were they were they were a bit behind in the in the cash flow. I just checked it up not so long ago. Um, they were like some six seven billion behind, and they needed to they needed some you know offloading to the Republic Caputo, as you were saying to me. He was um, the likeliest option due uh, to his age. And they expect they expected Raspadori and Skamaka to do much better than they're doing. Yeah. and. Both and the both has to be mentioned as well, you know. Does he? I, I think so. I don't, I don't think he was in their plans essentially, man. I think that the Fred is being used, and this is my theory, as a serious plan B right now. Because Dionisi is so confused with both of the boys <laughs> up front. No, I'm genuinely serious, man. Could you be. don't play the guy who has been injured half of last season, barely played the game. You sell Caputo, well, put him on loan, most likely he's going to be sold. And you keep you keep Raspadori and Skamaka. Great. That's fantastic news for Sassuolo because you've got two great young boys. Mm-hmm. But who are you playing? No, you know what I mean. It's not about that. But he's playing Raspadori every game. But no, but it but makes a matter. But he's scoring. Yeah. So you put yeah. you put in Defrel, who's back from injury finally, who's thirty years old, so he's way more experienced. Way more experienced. Is. I get that. And you yeah. can, to be honest, you can see that experience in the inter game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Albeit his his finishing is absolutely atrocious. It's garbage. Dude, Defrel, if you hear this, literally, <laughs> man, if you work on your finishing, you might not be half bad. Yeah. He'll and, be a good player. Uh, and I think no, no, because his movement is good. So he's not like he's no, he's, a he's good. Just <laughs> finishing he isn't his forte. He, 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 he really gets his oh, he's body smart into it. Well. And he, with his size, he wins balls. Like even in the game, he was winning headers, winning challenges, using his body to to you know um, get himself into better positions. But his finishing is just off. No, but what's what's gonna happen to Atalanta now? I think is there's gonna be a string of decisions being made, which is to fix what is wrong with the team right now and these would be quick fixes so we're talking about maybe some signings in january some signings at the end of the at the end of the season that'll just be right we have this problem here now let's fix this and i don't think those would be long-term solutions for example let's say they want to replace fratesi so they're going to get a quick fix in the midfield these quick fixes won't exactly give them the longevity to be a better team in the next two years, but they're trying their best to get from 14th to 10th at the moment. I, I but th- I think that's their ambition and not the long term. I have to say I, that I from, a, from a business point of view, um, Sassuolo's moves made sense. They from a sporting point of view, they didn't because they didn't replace them adequately. That's it. I don't think so. I, th- I, just, th- I just simply think that they expected more from Raspadori and Skamaka. Yeah, but it's naive to expect that Why from two, two youngsters. No, Spodori is on the international team. Well, sure, but he's definitely far from being the first option. If you have any European... If you dream of Europe, you're not going to have Spodori as your main man. I don't think obvious. they lose the Zerbi. They, they dreamt of Europe this season. I, I d- generally don't think so. They, they, they bring... Yeah, uh, you know, they see it as a transitional period, probably. Uh, definitely. Yeah. 
Um, and one thing to be said, and maybe, maybe before we you know don't have the whole episode just about Sassuolo, um, the future very very heavily relies on what happens to Berardi. Really, you think so? I, I think he leaves. You think he leaves? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do see him leaving. In all fairness, um, especially now that he's actually playing with the Italian team, and that helps him a lot. And I'm I'm really happy for him because many times I felt like he should have been there. Of course, there were players who were probably better. I still think consistently he was getting those goals and those performances every year, which merited a, a shout. Yeah. Um, but if, if he does leave, which I'll really be sad to see, I love the guy and I think he's a fantastic player, um, is how much money they make out of him and what they, what, they replace the, what they replace him with in terms of, you know, whether they get one player and keep the rest of the money for another season, or, or, you know, replace him with a number of other guys. Um, but where do you see him leaving to? And when do you see him leaving? So, I thought he would leave the last transfer window, personally. The last transfer market. And I thought he would go to either, like, one of Inter or Milan, maybe. But Inter, of course, brought in Simone and Zaghi. He doesn't really... Berardi wouldn't fit there. No, he wouldn't. Um, you see Lazio brought in Zaccani. They... I, I bet they... Well, no, he's on the other side, to be honest. Never mind. Um, I thought Milan, maybe, might be interested in him. Well, I, I've been saying this. Right-winger, you want to right-winger. I think that he's... His probably best bet is Milan. Yeah. And and I think Milan's best bet as a right midfielder is Berardi. I think on the so. transfer market, who they can afford without breaking the bank, and who is a good player. I know you like selling makers, no, but he's needs, needs competition. He needs competition. But, I mean, I just, I just think that Berardi will score those goals where the game is really needed to have a goal. And he will not only score them, he does assist and it's every season. And not only that, he does start with things as yeah. the player that he is. And he's not selfish. He likes to shoot, it's true. Yeah. Sometimes not the best shots. <laughs> um, sometimes he has a great shot. He scored a fantastic goal against, um, uh, who was it? Against... Atalanta. Ah, yes. Um, but he does have a lot of industrious work and he does just like Sally Maker does. And yeah. I, I just think he's a more refined Sally Maker. Sure, obviously, and that makes sense because he's, he's, what, 30? 27. 27, yeah. While Sally Makers is obviously still in his early 20s. Of course, 20s. yes. Um, yes I but I do think that Sally Makers and the, you know, the, the flashes he shows, I think his ceiling might be higher than Berardi's. But I think right now you bring in Berardi as an option for Salamakers and that would be beneficial for everyone. What take? I don't think we've seen Berardi's ceiling yet. Oh, that could definitely be. Nice. I'm, be. I'm pretty sure about that. Oh, yeah. So you think uh, he has a 20 goal a season? And I think he does have it in him. And I, I just think... Probably not on the Sassuolo. It kind of hurts me to say that, but he does have it in him. Yeah. I mean, we've never seen him at all. Top team. Top that's, top true. Team. That's, that's true. And that's why I say that, man. No, he's due a move for sure. He, he needs to, he needs to leave at, at some point, Berardi. Un- unless they're gonna become no, these what? European tycoons that we're talking about, he has to get out. But why does he stay then? He's romantic. But, but there that, will that come a point. Jack Grealish was romantic. Project, yeah, but if I mean, if he stays, the se- if he stays, when does Zerbi Caputo Locatelli leave? That must show something. Yeah, it must show that maybe his agent says, you know what, wait it out another year, I can get you a good deal next no, year. No, I doubt that heavily. 
Uh, but maybe no, no offers that no. satisfied the club, man. Because he was on the transfer market, he was on it, and so was Boga. They were both for sale. I don't know why they didn't leave. But I assume it's because of this, no sufficient offers. But do I you think, think leaving for free? Yeah. I think they'll cash in on him if a, if a right offer comes. But I think, although I would love to keep talking about them, I think it's it's due we move on to yeah, the yeah. next topic. And uh, it was one I wanted to mention myself, actually. Please. And it was some transfer news. Ooh. And we've mentioned one guy already in my hot take on Torino being the next Atalanta. Yeah. But it's Belotti, for example. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and apart from Belotti, it's also Vlahovic. Yes. Um, and I think these two guys are the hot strikers to be bought by a number of teams. Yeah. One more under the radar than the other. Yes. However, both very hot, both good. Yeah. Both can score a bunch of goals. And both have the ability to, to make a top team even more solid. Top and solid. And uh, I was starting Belotti and mainly because there's some news lately that he's not going to renew mm-hmm. uh, most likely um, yeah. unless something crazy happens and they you know bump up his offer again or his wages again yeah. um, but I, I see this as a, a Milan no-brainer yeah 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 um, I think the balls in Milan's court definitely um, if they want them they get them they, wages aren't even a problem I think with this guy I mean he can't be making more than 2 million at the Torino 3 million what? Um, I think Milan can definitely offer him an attractive contract, maybe not that attractive to the point that it, you know, misbalances the books. Mm-hmm. Um, and he could be, you know, that striker in his prime to complement maybe if Zlatan and you, Zlatan and Giroud, you know, I think and maybe so. send Pellegrini out on loan. Please. I don't think Zlatan renews past the season. He might have. Huh? Purely in an interview, said he wants to manage him for as long as possible, even if he just plays him for as. I think this one. Month. This is the longest possible at this. this I don't know about that. If they take Belotti, it's his last season. If they don't take Belotti, it isn't his last season. It depends on Zlatan's pride. Look, we always have this conversation when Zlatan hasn't played a string of games after each other. Zlatan is injured right now. And whenever Zlatan isn't playing, everyone always says he's finished, he's finished. finished, Milan shouldn't buy him because he's finished. And then he comes in and he's fucking great. So I I don't know. I just think that if one guy has to go, it's him, man. So you're going to tell me, you bring in Belotti, who's expecting first-team football, and no offence, I pick him over Ibrahimovic, yeah. to be honest, in my, in my team, and then you're going to put him on the bench for Ibra, who's 40, going to be no, 41. Absolutely minutes. not, absolutely not. Yeah, you're starting the player. Why does Ibra stay then? No, Ibra I'm, stays because he wants... There's wages he, to be considered. Why wouldn't Ibra stay? He took a cut, and I think if he continues to take cuts, you know, first of all, his presence is incredible for the for the... You know, dressing room. Him being there is the difference. Um, Purely plays a big part of it, but Zlatan being there, there's no, it's no coincidence that when Zlatan came in, all of a sudden, all the bullshit that we saw yeah. from most players vanished. No selfishness, no bullshit. No, of he's the he's no, getting he's getting no a drama. good wage. He plays as much as he wants to. If he's fit, he plays. If he's not fit, he doesn't play. I think um, he's made it very clear as of recent times that he doesn't want to be playing football every week. His body can't take football every week. He'd have absolutely no problem with someone coming in and starting games ahead ahead of him. He'll do a lovely job being Pioli's second 
secondary manager as well. He'll do a great job at that. I think he has every reason to stay on. I wouldn't be surprised if Zlatan stays on and Giroud doesn't, to be honest, if, no. Bel- if Belotti comes don't in. don't bring in Giroud this year if he's going to be third fiddle. It makes no sense, man, strategically. Listen, I, I know you guys love him, bro, and I get it. He's a fantastic player. He brings a lot to the team. I agree with both of your points wholeheartedly. Unless he retires, he's staying at Milan, Zlatan. Unless he retires, he's yeah, staying at Milan. These things, man. You, at United, everyone says, oh, he's going to stay. Just randomly left. But Mil- he calls Milan his home. I don't mean yeah, words, don't mean anything People nowadays. say things, man. People say, I but love you, and they don't, they don't, don't mean know. it, man. If, if Milan are a Champions League regular and become a Scudetto con- contender, and Pioli tells him, I want to keep you around, you know, you just see what the management are willing to offer you, and I'll play you for 20 minutes here, and there 30 minutes here, and I'll give you a half, you know. I think it's an attractive offer. He loves football, he loves the competition, he loves being the best. And if he has the facilities to compete for the best and in the best competitions, he's going to take that as an opportunity, I think. Now what does Giroud do, man? Giroud, say, bro, let me tell you. Having Zlatan and Giroud together, they've both been out for the majority of the season. They have. So it doesn't matter having them or not. Like, Belotti will play. You have Rebic too, man. But Rebic is a winger. Yeah, but there's, there are these so many versatile players playing here yeah. and there. So it doesn't, this is why I say it doesn't really make sense that Ibra will keep on staying on. You know no. what I mean? For sure. Look for, for, look, for Milan, it's a whole other debate. If I were purely, I don't want to be spending that amount on a guy that is only going to play a small portion of the season. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want him to play out the rest of his career at Milan with yeah, how much money does he earn every season? Let's say, what, six, six million? Not gonna pay him six million every year to play when he feels like it or play when he's fit, which is, you know, not very common. But if I were Zlatan and Pioli told me he wants me to stay at Milan, fucking no shit I'm staying. Yeah, I, no I, shit. I, mean, I get those points and I just, I can't see Bellotti coming in and having three guys for one spot Okay, even though Ibra won't play a lot. I, I, I don't see it. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, hopefully I am for your guys' sake because you guys want to see him on as long as possible. But even financially, and a team like Milan who have really started to get their finances in order, I don't see it financially. Man. Belotti is not going to come cheap. I don't, but that's where I disagree. I think, I think that, for example, Belotti is so willing to go to Milan, he's been wanting to go for so long, dude, that he yeah. might, he might yeah, not even... Yeah, can snipe him up, man. Sure, but at the end of the Lazio. day, if he's a free agent, he might go himself. You think Lotito's gonna offer him more than Milan? Why would he go to Lazio? Definitely yeah. not. How do you know, man? We, we see very abrupt and random things. True. Yeah, but why, but but why would he that. choose to go to Lazio, have Immobile over Milan, who, like you're saying, they've got he a 34-year-old and a 39-year-old, he has talk, a career we're, we're at We're talking Milan. about finances here, man. And finances nowadays in teams make a massive difference. Of course yeah. they do. And I'm not just saying Lazio, there are other teams who could snipe him up. But man. it helps that Belotti, Belotti wants to play out the rest of his contract, no? So, he, yeah. so he's going to leave for a free. Probably at the end of the year. Unless Cairo but, decides to put him up yeah. in January. But, and the uh, bidding warrants you. Lazio need a new striker, man. Lazio do need a new stri- striker, but does Bellotti they want to go new, and sit on the bench? They need a new secondary striker. Yeah. They don't need Bellotti, though. But Bellotti but, will settle for a second with Italy, but not for his club. Exactly. He was captain at Torino, man. That was the point I was going to make. He's already sitting on the bench with a mobile ahead of him. He's going to go and sit on the bench Absolutely with a mobile ahead of him again, you know? That's a good point. No, I think... I think 
Milan is definitely, obviously, a, a great option for Belotti. He'll see some game time there. He'll actually get minutes over there. And to learn, I think, or two as well from, from his peers. Let's call, let's Juve call it that. Juve are a possibility. The thing is, I think if he has to choose between Milan and Juve, he picks Milan. He won't go to Juve. He's, he's, <laughs> he's a Torino legend. He will not That's move to Juve. That's also a fantastic point. I completely forgot about point, that. That's a stupid point, actually, to mention Juve at Yeah, he's, it's true. Why would he go there and just ruin his reputation like that? R word, Hakan. <laughs> <laughs> F word, R Vlaovic, word, that word. Vlaovic, let's, let's uh, push on. Um, Vlaovic, another great option for Mila. <laughs> Every striker is a great option for Mila. Yeah. I think in January, again, Comiso already said, a bidding war is going to ensue. I think it's going to be in Italy if it's between anyone, it's between Juve and Milan. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I think ultimately he goes abroad. Yeah, I think it's Juve yeah. or abroad for yeah. me. I think it's Juve or abroad. I'd love to see him at Milan, obviously, but it's Juve or abroad. What happens if Milan gets Vlahovic? Where the hell does Belotti go, man? Belotti can cry and go to Salernitana. No <laughs> way. <laughs> no, there will be teams interested in Belotti, and I'm talking Champions League level teams. Would you, you'd like Belotti at Sassuola. He won't go to Sassuola, but you'd, you'd take him at Sassuola, I think. Creamy Nickers. Does he? Does he? Holy shit! No, Vlaovic. It's 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 either like Juve or else it's City, Spurs, fucking City, yeah. Newcastle. 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 They're, they're, they're back up again in money money terms. Can can Newcastle can Newcastle say they can't make purchases with that budget as of this January? They can. They can do. Can they? They, can do the the book, they have to consider the books. So Sign him up. up. They they can't do like three crazy transfers. They can bring in one expensive guy. Yeah, sure. yeah, definitely. Well, no, it's it's. Can you imagine Saint Maximan crossing the board to Belotti? Mm. Pretty naughty. Juve, Juve should. Def- I think it's a great opportunity no, for Juve to do something about that lack of number nine in their team. It's a no-brainer for me. He's like, I I don't know how highly you guys rate Vlaovic, but I think if his contract wasn't running out in six months, he's an eighty million, an eighty million worth striker. That's too much money. He's proven himself one season. I'd say sixty million. I I think sixty million is the can is, you, is max. Can you bear in mind, please? how much money teams are spending on guys. They're spending 8 million willy-nilly on players worse than Vlaovic. It's today's I, market. It's today's I market. Agree. Vlaovic goes for 8 million. Jack Grealish was bought for 100 million. Jack Grealish is fantastic, man. Yeah, but Vlaovic... Vlaovic's numbers are pretty fucking good. Okay, man, but you're comparing, oh, no, you're comparing a striker to no, a... No, come on, come on. I'm, to- I'm talking no, about... you can't compare to I'm two. talking about a man's talent, a man's age, his talent, and where he stands at his team. But I think Vlaovic... players, man, at all. Yeah, right, all right. You want me to compare him to an 80 million striker? Better, sure. Better than... than Another striker that goes for 80 million in, in, in Serie A, is that what you guys want me I to mean, do? Ozzyman went for 40 million. Half the price, and he's fantastic. Yeah. Ozzyman goes for 80 million nowadays as well, if not that, more. Ozzyman could, that, that could go for 90 million. Yeah, you have to remember. Vlaovic is how old? 21 years old? 22, 21, yeah, something oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, within, within the early 20s, 23. Guys, he's an 80 million striker, 100%. He's, he's not. 100%. 21. He's half the only goal. reason oh, he'll go for half of that, the only reason, they're goals, man. 
They're goals. He can fucking hit penalties. What's he going to tell me about Ronaldo as well? I Ronaldo only scores penalties. If one day he is worth 80 million in the near future, yeah. but I don't think it's. I think right I, now 60 million. Vlaovic, not be if he had now. two years left on his contract, the 21 year old who's banging goals and who's Fiorentina's main man he goes for 80 million. He hasn't been banging them so often this year. He's been getting a decent amount, but last year two took goals. him a while to get started. He got started. True. He was fantastic. True, he's, he's getting some time. A while. I just, I feel like eighty million is a lot for a one season. It's obviously a lot, but I'm also very aware of today's market. I am, man, but I think that. I think that that's not justification for. He's got four goals this year in the league. Such a price tag. Well, in seven games, not bad. It's not. Yeah, not it's okay. Only two. Three players have more. Um, Lautaro, Dzeko and the Mobile. Fear Inter. Um, yeah. no, the, now is the perfect, the perfect opportunity for teams to get a cut on Vlaovic. Six months left on his contract. Sign him up yeah. instantly as soon as you can. Maybe get him for 35 million, 30 million. Otherwise, otherwise Fiorentina would be absolute idiots not to put an 80 million price tag on him. Yeah. They'd be idiots. So the next point is how badly will Afcon affect Napoli? A shit ton. Really? Yeah, it'll Did affect we find out when Afcon starts in February? Yeah, January. It starts in January. I think it's two or three months long. Um, like probably two. Wow. Um, but they lose their spine. They lose the spine of the team. They lose Anguissa. They lose Kulibali. They lose Oziman. You could tell me they do have certain resources that could make up for those losses, maybe not 100%, but they do have certain resources that could do that. They've, they've got Manolas at the back, and they've got Elmas and Lobotka in the midfield, and then up front they have Mertens, they have Petania, um, but they will definitely be heavily affected. I think those players are all great players, but will they have the same impact as the starting three? I think Koulibaly is by far their best uh, defender. I think Anguissa brought something new to the team. Um, and I think I have... I've, feel like he's going to be there for a while as well. And Ozyman's obviously banging goals in left, right and centre. So I don't think any of the substitute players they have would make up for those losses, but they'll get a few fair results here and there. So I think it depends very much on, first of all, how Mertens does. Mm. Because if Mertens starts scoring, you know, maybe for two months he can be the guy. Yeah. I don't see him having a, a long season, to be honest. But two months maybe, you know, he can find his form and him and Petania can do enough. I'm not sure about how well they can do in three competitions. And the Koulibaly is the one that worries me the most for them. Because, you know, Rahmani Manolas, who is? Yeah. You know, so I think in January they're going to have to get a centre-back and possibly even a, midf- a midfielder with Anguissa's qualities because they don't really have a box-to-box midfielder like like. Anguissa. No, no, defi- definitely not. Definitely not. I know they have certain replacements, but no one can quite do what Anguissa is doing at the moment. Um, it's very good that you mentioned Mertens, and I was going to mention it, that he hasn't come at a more important time from injury, I mean, than now. I think that him coming back and already playing some minutes in the last game is huge. Uh, Mertens being well, Napoli's baby. Yeah. Yeah. They're all the time highest goal scorer. I was about to say, all the time highest goal scorer, and just generally a fantastic player over the years. Of course, now he has started some kind of decline. However, not that bad. And I see him as a um, Gomez 
kind of guy. And yeah. he's still he still got it at an older age. I'm very I'm not excited, but I'm very uh, interested to see how he's gonna be after the injuries because yeah. we saw him when he was fit last season. He was really good, man. Mm-hmm. He was getting goals he in. He was getting assists. A hundred percent. He then got injured. He came back. He was still good, but now he had a bit of a longer term injury, and I'm I'm a bit. <clears throat> Pardon me. I'm a bit concerned to see how he's going to be up on return. I'm sure he gets 10 goals this year. Yeah, he has the instinct. He has mm. the instinct and he links up. I don't think he, I don't think the player that he instantly links up better than with him. Yeah, yeah. true, true. I agree. Um, the, their partnership and their, their brotherly love for each mm. other is incredible. They, and they, they show him the pitch, man. They do these one-twos together yeah, they, as well. Mertens comes in, plays the one-two with Insignia and Insignia cuts in. It's yeah. beautiful. So, to mention that, I agree with Jake for sure that him coming back is fundamental. It does depend how he performs. However, I do think that he's still got it. There is also Petania on the bench, mm-hmm. who, when he was used, scored the goal. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I feel he is extremely neglected there. I feel it's actually quite unfair on a player who isn't that bad, in my honest mm-hmm. opinion. No, he's he good. He starts for a mid-table team and be scoring already. I agree. They don't use him, of course. It's, it's, hard. it's hard to put him in, of course. That. Yeah. But it's like, I get that, that he wants to have that number number nine player scoring all those goals for um, uh, for the team's quality. But man, I mean, you can't like just neglect one player. Hmm. A guy who's still pretty young, in his you know, middle, middle 20s, and yeah. you know, he needs refinement, that guy. Hmm. He's still sometimes a bit all over the place. Mm-hmm. I do believe he made the move to Napoli prematurely. He definitely did, and he wasn't ready for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I don't know what he saw long term there. Mm-hmm. Um, but to not mention Petania, although he could help uh, help in some way when when Mertens plays behind him, it's not the worst. Yeah. I do see that the Anguissa part isn't as bad as it may seem. It mm-hmm. is bad. I can see Fabian Ruiz playing lower yeah. when deeper and kind of filling that role of course not to the same level but then his passing will be on a, on a higher level than Aguissa's and yes. he says that he can mm-hmm. see a ball better mm-hmm. than probably Aguissa can point. so the, 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 the style of the you know team will change slightly apart from having that big you know uh, big big guy big guy in the in, in the middle in Aguissa and um, uh, you know carrying the ball forward mm-hmm. you'll have Fabian playing it a bit quicker yeah. finding Insignia or Lozano or, or Zelinski and you know upping the tempo or maybe introducing Lobotka and shifting between Petania and Mertens in case of injury I think that Elmas will play more actually Elmas. and Fabian well, what I wanted to mention was Fabian coming down will Fabian will fill in that role or oh, I see that is a better idea and mm. putting in Elmas who is quite an attacking player he is, he is. very good actually mm. um, in the sense that he's He's hungry for goals. You can see it in him, and he's got a good pass and a good shot at him. Mm-hmm. So I see him filling what Fabian has done more of this season, which is play a more higher up. True. And I see that that that's an easier replacement than bringing in Lobotka, who I don't see as an upper player. I think not yet. I don't I, know. He was weird when he arrived. No. He looked overweight. He was injury prone. He looks he looks much better now. He mm-hmm. does, but physically, still, still not great. no. Um, probably they do this in the back after losing. Maximovic and, yeah. and yeah. Um, you know they kept money which is great he's pretty good he was uh, one of the Verona boys as well we're talking about him I mean he, he's yes, winning he's his place in the great he's, he's winning his place in the team at the moment he's been really good alongside Kolebali they're the two at the moment the two best um, 
Manolas would probably be working for that spot back and, and he won't stop until he gets that spot back. He's I a very he's good centre back. Team right now, no? So probably Manolas is, is the director placement. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Manolas will start alongside Rahmani when, yeah, when Afcon comes about. In case, so. Yeah, yes, 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 you do. You Nowadays, do. Milan have Gabi and Romagnoli. Who do they get? There are many options. Think about it. You go to the lower team, tier teams. Yeah, maybe you get an older. Who's a budget center back that Napoli can buy in January without breaking the bank? It's also quite cool. Quite a cool it's so shout. It's also a cool shout. One. I think probably everyone's going to think I'm an idiot by saying I, think I, I really don't see say. him as an Napoli player, but I really see him affordable and he will do a fantastic job. I think I know what you're going to say. Man. Okay, yeah. no, that's not what I thought. I, mean, I thought you were going to say Romagnoli. Very, very, this doesn't fit the team. This yeah. is him bringing Kami to the team makes no sense. Mm. He's a good centre. But he's a good centre. He's a very good centre. And he won't be expensive because he's, you know. Okay. Get away from me now. <laughs> the cat Guys, on the table. No, oh, oh, the tail touched yeah. me. Mintov yeah, has a cat, him. the cat has like anal worms or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> and he told us not to touch him, you're, you're and he's getting all up in my grill. You're being Bro. so weird, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yoshida, I don't think Romagnoli is a bad shout, bro, at all for now. Romagnoli will cost them a lot. Yes, yeah. it will cost them a lot. Doesn't he have only yes, a, a year left he, on his contract? He has started talks to extend, and he wants to stay. So that's that's pretty pretty good for Milan because he's nice to have as a third yeah. option to be honest. And perhaps even competing for one of the starting spots. He's a good centre back. And his wages are I don't see Napoli getting maybe, I don't know, a loan with option to buy a deal for someone else. Like Lovato is at Atalanta, he hasn't played much yet. I don't know. I, I think he could be moulded into a good centre back for a top team. But he moved to he moved to Atalanta. He's gonna move to Napoli. I know, too. I know. Maybe no. a loan deal. That's why with an option. Maybe I don't know. It's just there's not. Ah, I just don't see them that much yeah. to buy for them. Mm-hmm. That's why they might just stick with what they have. Although it's it's thin. No, and Kulu was a free agent. He could have been a good third mm-hmm. short term solution. Could have been. Mm-hmm. A good short-term solution, I don't know. I would know. say so. I don't know. He's, a good, sure. he's a good player. He's a bit of a bad boy. Yeah. But he's a good player. He was one of the first. He was the first player in Serie A to take the knee after George Floyd. Okay. Fun fact. Legend. Legend, man. All-time legend. Nah, no. They. I think, yeah, to, to sum this up, basically, um, Napoli have the resources to remain competitive. Do they have the resources to remain first? Is the... Is the question hmm. the the point to mention is maybe they can expect the dip in form and keep winning in, in the meantime whilst yeah. other teams keep flopping could hmm. be but there are quite a few steady eddies inter and milan have been there are. winning everything yeah um the fourth spot is actually the one that seems to be up for grabs and that's the next question actually who do you think is most likely to get that top four spot um including of course let's assume that milan inter and juve no, sorry, Milan, Inter, and Napoli are safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I think the debate goes between Atalanta, Lazio, Roma, Juve, and maybe even the argument of Fiorentina. No, no way, man. No. I but think the first fifth, four are more like They're I, fifth. Definitely Fiorentina don't make fourth place. I don't think so. Absolutely not. I like them. I, I mean, I've always liked them. I think they were, they, they were the first team I used to like in Serie A. You have a kid. I have two kids. Oh, do you have a Nintendo one? Um, 
No, I have, I have an old lot of kids. Oh, cool. Look, all I'm saying is that they could be an option as well in this debate. There's Atalanta, Lazio, Roma, Juve. So, we'll guess Fiorentina's out of the question. So, originally, I thought Atalanta would take it, but seeing no. how brutal injuries have been to them, yeah. um, I think... It's not their year. I think Juve will take it naturally. I'm going to say something very controversial. controversial. Um, I'm going for Roma, man. Roma? Yes. Mkhitaryan's picking up form again, which is very good to see and very well, very welcomed for, mm. for, for Mourinho. Um, and I think they have enough players on that team, more than they had last year, as options. And I do see them making a small move or two in January, something affordable within their limits to reinforce what they already have. Zaniola's playing better, although not to, the, not to the levels that people want him to be at. But yeah. Pellegrini is carrying the team. Right? He is, he is. And he is. I see him being. And even Vera too, I have to say. Fantastic yeah. as well. So yeah. good. So, so, I don't know. I see them having very solid form. Okay, they've lost a few games. Um, it's going to happen. Last year, I've also lost mm-hmm. a few games. Um, Bear in mind the guy that's looking after the team as well, their manager. We we'll have to mention him as well. He's, he's fucking he's a, he's a great. great. Manager, he's great. He could definitely get them top four. I see. He get, he gets results, man. That yeah. Yeah. people don't like him. I've heard so many, so much criticism towards the guy. Um, but the thing I, is, he I, hasn't I, been getting results consistently yet. You know, I know it's still early, but maybe this is a transitional phase but for no, them. But no, no matter what team he's been on, man, he hasn't done atrocious. I mean, yeah. something which I really don't like towards Mourinho, and I don't feel it's justified, is that. Okay, he joins. He's joined some great clubs in the last mm. few years. He went to Tottenham. He went to United. Mm. Um, and before those two teams, where was Real Madrid? It was it Real before yeah, Tottenham? I think so. No, I feel like there was one in between, but I'm not sure. Um, United. Did he went straight from Real to United? He know. took some time off, I believe. That we'll, I believe. We'll but anyway, anyway, there's at least two teams there. Of course, he didn't win the league with either of them, yeah. but there are managers, man. Who have done well, they've moved abroad and they've done nothing, dude. Yeah. They've had atrocious starts and atrocious atrocious ends. Like they, they expect to go, I don't know. Um, oh, he had Chelsea in between, obviously. Yeah, he did. Okay. He, he read the he Chelsea. Chelsea yeah, Porto, he won the Chelsea, league with them. Inter, Real, Chelsea, he United, went back to Chelsea, he went back to Chelsea and he won the league. United, exactly. Chelsea, United, Tottenham, Roma. Roma exactly. I see. Yeah. Um, but my point was, he still got. Champions League football for the club. He still won a cup at United. No, until do a good job with he them still, in the, no, but he still in the Champions League. He kept them there. Okay, they wanted better results than Mourinho got. But he still got some... He, he still maintained... Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying for Rome, if he gets into the Champions League, I, I see them as a team that will compete, that'll, that'll get you to the... To, that'll get to the round of 16, the quarterfinals. Mourinho always shapes his team as a competitive Champions League team, I believe. Unless, obviously, he doesn't have the resources. He claimed he didn't have the resources at Tottenham, for example. Yeah. He said that uh, when he was at United, he said that winning the Europa League with United, no, coming second with United is the greatest achievement of his career, and people laughed at him. <laughs> and then we saw managers after not being able to do a great job. If there's a, play, if there's a manager that can single-handedly, single-handedly, transform a team, it'll be Jose Mourinho. I feel like he makes the right decisions in the transfer market. He prioritizes the players that need to be prioritized, does a good job with that. And I think he's capable of getting Roma to the fourth spot, but 
I would say I see Atalanta getting the fourth spot. Atalanta getting the fourth spot. Yes. Um, I have to say that the the points you made about Mourinho are all true and they are all relevant. Um, however, can't you make the same point about Allegri, Sarri, and Gasperini? Uh, uh, I'm I'm gonna disagree with the Sarri one. I would, I, I disagree with the Sarri one because that is a certain style of play that takes years to master. Yes, I agree. And I th- I think for an instant. You're right about Allegri, you're definitely right about Allegri, especially since he knows the team, he could get back and kind of transform team, so you're right about that. Um, it depends who you have buy in, in January. Yeah. What positions do you think? Striker? I think, I think they need a striker, man. Yeah. Uh, Morata's not enough. Keane has been out of sorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Dybala hasn't scored enough goals, man. Yeah. So you have three guys, not misfiring, I don't think that's a fair word. Um, They're doing the best they can with the resources that I they have. I think the Barra can do better. Yeah. Let's leave it he's had injury he's problems. He's had injury problems and he's gone through phases. Yeah. Um, I think Morata and Keane should be doing better than they're doing. Um, yeah, even though people keep saying Morata's going to have the best year of his career. <laughs> um, we'll but they always say that then he yeah. just gets like 10 goals and then he goes quiet. More hair gel than gold. <laughs> so, no. so yeah, I think it depends what they get. No, I think, think Keane is... Like I said, doing the best that he can be. He only just rejoined the team. He's a young guy. They, they put him in the Premier League. They put him in France. Now he needs to readapt to to Italy all over again. And I think if, if they do end up getting Vlaovic, Juve, then they have a young stud who knows the league. He's ambitious. He's a great player. I think if they get a hold of him, then they could be real fucking contenders for top four, man. Definitely. Certainly. So guys, this is my part and the final part of the podcast. Alright. At least, and uh, this is my segment. Jeez. And uh, what's gonna happen here is I'm gonna test both of you bad boys on a couple of questions. Aww. Multiple choice, so I'm not gonna go too hard on you this time. Oh god. But if there's a next time, it will be significantly harder. Okay. Okay. So, my memory is tragic, so let's go. Well, if you don't get some of these questions, then. You're in some trouble. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't have a podcast. Okay. <laughs> Perhaps we should go away for a while. So, are we going to hop right into it? Yeah, sure. Go for it. So, basically, there's going to be 10 questions. Okay. As I had just said, multiple choice. One being the right answer always, and two being the wrong answer. Um, so, I think I'm just going to go right yeah. at it. How are we going to like answer? Is it turn-based? or? Um, we could do turn-based. I mean, okay. I'll, I'll just make a note of all the options like that they've put down and then we'll, okay. we'll go over which ones are right and which ones are wrong. Okay, so we write down every question we answer. Or we can just... I, I'll, I'll input them myself, no worries. Okay. We're gonna say we could do one. three, two, one, A, B. No, I, I'll just say the question, I'll give each option, I'll ask for Jake's so okay. answer, I'll ask for your answer, and then at the end, we'll guess, we'll see how many you guys have. Okay, okay, okay. Cool. Okay, let's go. Ready. Let's let's go. All right. So the first one, it's um, it's a no-brainer. It's gonna be all-time top goal scorer in Serie A. So we have Silvio Piola, Francesco Totti, and Roberto Baggio. Jake. 
I'm gonna go for fucking Francesco Totti, dude. And Matt? And for Totti, all-time leading. <sighs> Say them again. Piola, Totti, Baggio. I'm gonna say Piola. You so, know, yeah, okay. Question two. You know, <laughs> 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 okay, then we can do it that way. Okay. Matt scores one point. Ah, so let's, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Shall we keep tabs with that or we'll just. Uh, yep, I'll, I'll write that I have one wrong. You can write that you yeah, that, that have one right. You can write that you have one wrong, so bro. So Jake's the first loser. Okay. Oh, the first loser. Now you want to first, bro. So, sure. second question. Mm-hmm. Which of these clubs has the most Serie A titles? Okay. Genoa, mm-hmm. Torino, mm-hmm. Bologna. Genoa. Genoa. Both of you say Genoa. Yes. And both of you are wrong. It is Torino with seven. But don't Genoa have nine? I'm pretty sure Genoa have nine. Are you certain? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure because I was surprised. Genoa say our titles. <laughs> they won it nine times. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. Fuck me. Close the, close the internet, Jake. Close the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, then I'm the fucking wrong guy. Uh, number three. Out of these players, who was the most expensive to be brought to the Serie A? Mm-hmm. Okay. Buffon, Nedved, or Crespo? Oof. Um, oh, to start that Okay, yeah, you are. Can you repeat? So, Hernan Crespo, Pavel Nedved, Gianluigi Buffon. I'm gonna go for Crespo. Estia. I know that Buffon joined from Parma and he was the all time he broke the all at the time he was the um most expensive goalkeeper in yeah. the world that's 40 million by the way yeah i think this guy, i think ah, holy fucking shit so uh, and i know that netvet back up my being in about the guessing torino was right um but i'm gonna say buffon netvet and crespo and One, crespo two three give me an answer I'm gonna go for Buffon. Matt, you are wrong. Hey, and right? Jake is right. Hey. Fucking hell, I knew it. Number four. Who has the highest number of consecutive wins? Inter, Juve, or Napoli? Uh, I, go, I go first. Yeah. Um, I saw this recently, Ostia. I saw this recently. Say say the teams again. Inter, Juve, or Napoli. Inter, Juve, or Napoli. It was... It was Juve. Juve. It was Inter. It was Inter under Mourinho. The... Shit. I think you're right. Yeah. Well, I am right. Okay, so far, we're 2-2, right? Yeah. So far, recap, you guys are... 2-2, two, two, yeah. 2-2, two, two, yes. So, number five. Who is Juve's all-time goal scorer? Top goal scorer, sorry. Boniperti, Giampiero Boniperti, David Trezeguet, or Alessandro De Piero? 
Jacobs first in this one. Who was the first one? Giampiero Boniperti. Boniperti? We don't throw in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say Boniperti. Jake's going to say Boniperti. And Matt is going to give me his be. answer, which is? My answer is Del Piero. Del Piero for Matt. And I can say that Matt is correct. You yes. bamboozled me. What the fuck? Why would you put Boniperti in there? He's a cheeky, cheeky <laughs> right, boss. something I don't know. But, but like, I, I thought it was... A common knowledge at Del Piero, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Del Piero has something like 270 goals. Oh, wow. Okay. Don't look it up, Jake, because you look up the next oh, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> I could be totally wrong, as I was with the Torino part, so uh, yeah, don't, uh, don't take me for the gospel. <laughs> Who has the most seasons in Serie A? Question six. Inter, Roma, or Torino? By most seasons, the one who's been there... Played the most games, like no, no, who has been there season after season the most times, mm. not necessarily really? wins. Yeah, who has had the most? You're saying consecutive or overall? Who has had the most seasons in Serie A? Okay. Inter, Roma, or Torino? Um, I would say Inter. I'm gonna go Roma. And I can tell you that Roma is the wrong answer. Fucking hell. And Inter is the correct answer. Fuck and me, man. fun fact, Inter never got relegated. Oh, I'm fucking retarded. They oh never my got, God. They never got relegated. They never, <laughs> relegated. They never got relegated. Back <laughs> <laughs> up my claim, by the way, the Pier has scored 290 goals. Really? Christ almighty. I hope everyone stopped listening. <laughs> So, this one is long for many <laughs> Question 7 yes. Who has had the most seasons In Serie B Oh lord Benevento mm-hmm. Bari mm-hmm. Brescia Oh what a difficult one Madonna Benevento Bari Brescia hmm. You go first bro Is it my turn to go first mm. I will say Benevento I will go for Brescia. And I can say that Jake is correct. Yay. Most consecutive home wins. Is it Sampdoria, Milan, or Juve? Who has had the most consecutive home wins? Sampdoria, Milan, or Juve? Is it my turn to answer first? No, no, it's me. God almighty, I remember seeing something last year, but I can't remember it. Um, this team, for it, yeah, was going on consecutive home, home wins over two seasons between 2015 and 2017. Juve. And you, Matt? Fuck me, I didn't think it was Juve until you said that. Say them again, there's Juve. There's Milan, Sampdoria and Juve. I'm going to say Sampdoria. Jake is correct. Hey. Fuck me. Allah, I thought you'd put it in there as some kind I'll of weirdo. Jump out, I'll do <laughs> so, number nine. Most consecutive away wins. Roma, Juve, Inter. Europe. Um, most consecutive away wins. Away wins. Roma, Inter, 
Are you going to tell me the season or? No, man. You're on your own. After Juve. I would say. Ooh, this is a tough one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with Roma. And Jake, I'm gonna go with. What are you looking at, dude? There. He's looking at my oh. scoreboard, bro. Come on. He's a fair player, man. <laughs> There's not a cheater. Juve. I'm gonna go. Juve here, man. You're gonna go Juve here. Shit. <laughs> Matt. You're right, it was Roma. Oh lord. Nice. You know, Roma are lit at home. Longest win streak from the start of a season. Last question. We have Lazio, Roma or Juve? Jake. You are last to say first. Again, I'm gonna go Juve. You're gonna go Juve again? And it's my turn, I can confirm it is Juve. You can confirm it is Juve? Yes. And I can confirm that both of you are wrong. <laughs> what? I saw this recently. Most consecutive, um, longest win streak from start of the season was Roma between 2013 Oh my god, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. God almighty, I got 4 out of 10. I, did I get 5 or 6? So let's see, Matt has got the correct answer. Piola, Genoa, Del um, Piero, no, yes, Piero, Yeah, I got Del Piero. Inter. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five. Five? So, guys, we sad, actually maybe. have a winner here. And. Hey! It's actually Matt. And I, I, I was hmm. surprised, but I, I was expecting my boy Jake to. Uh, Jake has more general numbers and stats, yeah. so I'm a bit surprised I took that. I'm, uh, you, yeah, I, I'm I, happy I with well, it. I'm, uh, I'm happy with it. I'm not happy with five, but I'm happy with the victory. I'm extremely disappointed and I have no <laughs> idea how I'm going to recover. Actually, I knew I fucking. I switched some answers that logically I knew the answer to, but I switched it because I thought Mintoff would be doing something weird. So, yeah, yeah, I think really I could have gotten. On that Juve one, man. I was like, who the hell? Because you're letting some to her, yeah. No, you got me there. Piola? No, 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 Bonnie Perti. He was actually, um, uh, just need to double check that a second. He was second goal, top goal scorer. Oh, okay. But he was um, second by 100 goals. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so that's one I should have definitely got for it. So, so thank you very much for listening, guys. Don't forget to follow us at Syria Spotlight on Twitter and Instagram. We've been your hosts, Jake, Matt, and this time, Luke. Thank you very much, guys. We'll do this again, promise.